dodge. Who found me? We've been expecting you. The gods are real. My father's Poseidon. God of the seas. Between myths and legends. You were given these powers for a reason. As you focus, you're gonna learn to control them. They're here. Where is the board? There's a hell of a lot more coming. I'm not gonna let anyone hurt you. I'm not leaving. You just faint. That would be f- kind of funny. That would be a, a first in this. In like, this. Go, Catherine, call the ambulance. Yeah, I wouldn't be the one doing it. No. I'd have to get someone else <laughs> yeah. to call the ambulance. Um, yeah, we're talking about two movies you chose. This is your episode. Yeah, disclaimer, eh. I am still sick. So <laughs> I yeah, might I sound even, weird. I don't even know. How the fuck do you get sick? I don't know. It's fine. I did faint yesterday, but it's okay. You're fainting. It was, well, it's because you're not getting enough iron. You need to go eat some steel bars. No iron. Probably dehydrated. Had a fever. I don't know, know why. I don't know why you it's keep fine. doing this. I guess I was going to say, oh, yeah, we're going to, this is going to make you feel better, but mm, I don't know. <laughs> not, <laughs> not what I'm about to say about some of these movies. Yeah. Um, so the question is, what do you want to do first? What movie do you want to, because it, we could lead into, we could do it how we watched it that yeah. night, if you want to. Sure. So that means we saw Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. And then we watched I Am Number Four, <laughs> which, okay, Percy Jackson is an interesting movie to me, because I remember it coming out, and I remember the hype around it. It was the Twilight Hunger Games era. You know, everyone wanted to make these movies based on books, and... I remember seeing it and being like, it's okay. Like, I remember my first reaction, because I think it came out, like, 2011, right? 2010? Mm, 2010. So I was, like, 9 or 10. I remember my reaction even then was, like, it's okay. Like, it's not, like, it's, for me, at least at that point, and that was, of course, when I was, like, younger and I didn't have a full sense of, like, what a good movie was. I was still, like, it's okay. I didn't really like it. But I was like, I guess it's for some people who like the book. And then I read the book later in life, and it's actually not for people who like the book, which is fascinating. <laughs> That's like the long, hard battle. And like, I guess it's relevant because it is getting a, I'm sure it'll be more accurate yeah. TV series. So I, I think that's an that's a battle with any adaptation. But the thing is, it's like, I've learned to separate the movie from the book. And, like, growing up, like, being obsessed with the book, I was one of those people that just followed the crowd, and I was like, okay, I have to hate this movie because everyone mm-hmm. else does because it is not at all accurate to the book. 
I thought it was like it's kind of fun and cheesy if I like don't compare it so I do enjoy it but but of course I think that that is a good point and I think that I, I try to separate even when it comes to adaptions of like video games and stuff like that it's like you try to separate the two but Percy Jackson isn't good on mm. its own either <laughs> and that's the thing too that I uh, on the second watch I didn't I I I came to the realization watching it again because I haven't seen it for it's one of those movies I saw when it came out and it's always that one that it's on TV so I'd put it on the background but I'd be listening to a podcast or something or I'd be doing something else and it'd be on the background like I'm not or I'd be working on something like I'm not I haven't sat down and watched it since it came out and I think I came to that conclusion that like even if we take out the fact that it's an adaption and you're like okay it might not be good because it's a book and how do you fit it in it's just not a good movie on top of that like it's just like if you take that out it's still not very good like like it's bad but it i've it's fun to watch because it's bad the scene i think the only scene that still works for me is that uh the vegas scene i think i liked the vegas scene when i was a kid i still think it it works my (laughs) review on letterbox that night was something to do with like wow, Vegas, the Vegas scene is really cool, and that's about it. Because, uh, like, even, like, something I didn't notice, but I think that we've gone so far in technology that you can notice it now, is how bad the f- effects are in this movie. Like, it's ungodly. Like, him flying. The pun. Like, him um. flying is atrocious. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Like... <laughs> I don't remember it being that bad, but it was kind of funny. Like, I was watching it, and it's just like, it looks that era where they were testing the waters, which, and then, it's funny, because it was the same year as Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy looks so good. How did Percy Jackson, which is not, which is more in the real world, but you're you're using less CGI, how does it look that bad? (laughs) Like, at least with... Other movies in this genre, they, yeah, they're, like, not very good, but, like, at least some of the CGI is convincing. Even, I would say, the CGI in the next movie is a little bit more convincing. It's like, I don't know. Specifically that scene where they're fighting in the the streets. I'm like, this is, like, Black Adam territory. Where I'm like, this, I can't get behind this. It's just, like, you know. It's a little cheesy. (laughs) Not great. Oh, um, we we also we should also talk about well, the fact that they make Alexandra Dodorio a literal fucking like dumb bitch. Just gonna say that that's yeah. one of my bigger issues with it. I never really like caught on to this till now. They just make her seem so dumb compared to like the actual character in the book, even. Like, like just in I'm general, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with her being the dumb character. The problem is, is that she's the dumb character that it takes her a while to catch on to what's going on, but she's also the person who knows everything about the mythologies. How are you dumb? But how can you not catch on that it's Medusa and the Lotuses when you know you're the only one in the group that knows of the existence of these things and the backstories? How do you not catch... How are you the last one to catch on? That's the thing for me that I, that was that stood out to me about this movie was like, how does she, how is she the one that she's like the la- they're talking about all oh, Lois is Lois is she's like oh you're right it is the Lo-. it's like how is she that one how does she not know so like not, like she's literally the daughter of the goddess of wisdom she's supposed to be smart 
She is smart, but not this portrayal. It's that, really dumb. Not on top of the fact of, I don't know if I like that it's a road trip movie. You know what I mean? Because, like, I think that, like, I'm fine with road trip movies, but, like, like a vacation and, you know, like that stuff. But, like, this movie, for me at least, was, like, it just felt like everything was just... What am I looking for? What word am I looking for? It, it was it was convenient. Everything was convenient, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, it, the I love the idea of a fantasy story, like a fantasy franchise and adapting something. But there's like no stakes because everything just comes to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and then the timing of things don't work. Like, like how they're like, these guys are going to be knocked out for 30 minutes, and then two minutes later they come back and they're possessed by the dude. It's just like, there's little things that I notice that are like very huge errors in terms of the continuity, like heavily throughout. But maybe I'll give it the give it the props, because they did have that scene with the iPod. Yeah. <laughs> which was very... It's just like, it, it very much dated the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled out the iPod. Like they're not allowed to have phones. There's. <sighs> no, it's an iPod. Yeah. Still. My my I think my bigger my biggest problem with this movie is that there's so many scenes from the book that are important and valuable, and all of that that aren't in this movie. Yeah. That's the problem That's with why me it is sucks. like <laughs> reading the book. Like, when I read the book, it was funny because I saw the movie and then we read the book in middle school and we were, we acknowledged that in class. We're like, there's literal things like you brought up and I remember this, this, this scene in the book about the three, what are they? The three old women. The fates. The, yeah. And like, he jumps off the St. Louis Bridge. Yeah. Like the, the yeah. arch. The arch scene, which the they arch, are putting in the TV show. Which which I think is a super duper important part of that. It, because yeah. that's when they start to realize the severity of like what the situation they, they are placed in. Yeah. But like the movie skims past that and instead just gives us a montage of meaningless stuff to ACDC. <laughs> which I'm just like, I don't know, like it it's it's interesting to me. But this does feel like it's a part of the era. Of everyone wanted a book adaptation. Every company wanted to make their book adaptation that they could then make a franchise out of because Harry Potter and yeah. Twilight did it so well. But you know, so we're talking about two of those flops. Which <laughs> it's funny because I never, I never put that to, like I put together their YAs, but I never put together that yeah, there are two flops. Yeah. Like they are bad because if we look at the trajectory of both franchises, one of them only got one movie, and in this one got a second movie that was four books put into one movie. Yeah, it was bad. But it's like, I think the first one did get like pretty decent reception yeah. from people that aren't fans of the book. I think it got it like probably really like a 60-ish, you know. People were not like over over excited about it, but it got enough money where they're like, okay, there's something here. But I think, because I, I read something a long time ago that this is all because they didn't think the movie was going to make that much money, the second one. And there was, yeah. like, on-set problems throughout the whole thing. And there was, like... Uh. So it was, like, doomed to fail from the start. But if I was to compare the two, this is obviously better than the second one. Really? But <laughs> but the roof is not very high, if I'm going to be honest. Like, it's, it's better, but... Don't walk on my roof. <laughs> it's, it's not, like... 
it's still a really bad movie. <laughs> and just like, and I expected to have a little bit more. F- I I had fun with it, but I had fun making fun of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the fun is not from oh wow, it's like a really well made movie. The fun is. This is, like, dog shit. I liked this a little bit when I was a kid. That's wild. Like, that's where most of the fun is from. But. Yeah, I still think it's fun. It's not good. It's but, not. you know, it's one of those things that I'm like, this is kind of fun. I'm interested. I'll, I'll watch it over and over, even though it's not great. What's your favorite and what's your least favorite thing about this movie? Least favorite, I'm guessing, is the 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 plot conveniences <laughs> and the cutouts accuracy. Yeah, for sure, that's the least. My favorite's probably like um, poker face. Vegas. But yeah, I think a lot of the problem lies in like the fact that they aged them up to the age that he's supposed to be in the last book in the series. Yeah, they made like he's supposed to be twelve and he's sixteen in this. And then that's why it just seems so, like, childish, because they're supposed to be children. It's so often, because that is a good point, because I think we made that point, like, Alexandra Dodorio or whatever, she was clearly, like, 20 in this movie. She's so old. Like, you could tell how old they were, and it comes off really weird when it's supposed to be, like, this young kid coming of age, figuring stuff out, and he looks like he's, like older than i am and it's <laughs> they were like we're gonna um not hire child actors because that's hard and also ya not middle grade guy we yeah. need ya movies it's just it's just a strange little movie that is almost a time capsule of the period that it's a part of also i guess that's my the last point i want to make is that this movie has a very anti-hollywood anti-establishment energy that i was like this is strange you know what i mean like, especially, like, like the, because this is the one point, it's not accurate to the book, but I pointed it out because I feel like it's strange that they did it, that the entrance to hell is in the Hollywood sign. That feels very much like whoever wrote it hates Hollywood, because it's not accurate to the book at all. It's, the it, book was, like, DOA Records. It fe- it's, like, a record store, I think. Yeah, it so, feels like... It's weird. It feels like they took what Percy Jackson was and they said, we want to say a bunch of different things about society, but then shove a Percy Jackson narrative into, you know what I mean? It's one of those movies to me where I feel like it's so disconnected from the book that I think that it was, it's like Stephen King, like the Stanley Kubrick shiny movie, but if it was bad, (laughs) that's what I think. I just love how Rick Ryard and the author was like never read gonna... the script and he was like I'm never watching this. Like like that's and he never did. If the creator hates it, I think the creator <laughs> and that's a thing too. You, you ask any of these creators and like if you look at any of the best adaptions, they're because the creator's been connected to them mm-hmm. like heavily. Um which fuck, is why he's fuck. writing the next series. It's true. <laughs> fuck her, but JK the 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 Harry Potter movies were so true to book because she was close to it you know the diary from the kid movies were so close to the book because he was a part of it i just think it's if you don't have the creators attached then it's a terrible at least when i look at adaptions popping up if the creators aren't a part of it that's a red flag that means that something's up that something's going (laughs) on um i'm gonna ask you when we get to the second one but like was the creator connected to the second movie or were they disconnected? <laughs> I doubt it. You doubt it? Yeah. That's the vibe I get. So, 
Percy Jackson. It's a I don't I don't remember. I think I gave it. Do we do I forget. Do we do out of 10 or out of 5 on this this channel this show? I always say out of 5. I'll do I out of 5. Know. I gave it one and a half out of 5 <laughs> just because there is some little elements that I think work for me, but ultimately it's such a weird time capsule of cinema at that time that I'm like, thank God we're not a part of that type of cinema at this moment, you know? Uh, I gave it a four out of five because I just like it. <laughs> it doesn't deserve it, but it's fine. We gotta talk about... I don't care. We gotta talk about what we watched because I think <coughs> we've watched a bunch of shit since we did the last episode. Sorry, my eyes are watering. So we, we did... So it was Suspiria. We did Suspiria and then we did... Sleepaway, sleepaway camp. camp. Okay, sleepaway camp is where I cut off. Okay, I think I can. I think I can run through these. I rewatched the Maniac reboot, like the with um, Elijah Wood. That was really good. I'm surprised. <laughs> I forgot how well made that movie was. I watched the same night. I watched a movie called Excision. I'll show you what the photo is. It's about a girl coming of age, <laughs> and she's really into like dead. Like she's into like coroner shit you know what i mean and it's like this weird dark comedy it was fun i rewatched scream just because the oh, new yeah. one's coming out we need to watch the other ones too yeah i watched a movie called death spa on shutter which is about a workout place that gets haunted by a, a, an ex-lover and there's literally a scene where a woman's head explodes and it's so it's one of those we're gonna watch it it's like an 80s gem you know what i mean i've never heard of I guess Lost, I watched a movie called Las Vegas Serial Killer, which was like from the 80s. It was really poorly made, like they shot it on 16mm and it looks really bad. Hallucinations, which is a movie directed by, I don't know if anyone in our crew knows who Mark Polonia is. He makes really terrible movies, but this is one that he made when he was a kid, so it was like kind of fun. <laughs> What do we got? I think I rewatched The Howling because I got The Howling on the Screen Factory Blu-ray, so I rewatched The Howling. I watched the two movies for this podcast. Fa okay, we'll talk <laughs> about those last. We'll talk yeah. about the Joe Bob stuff last because I do want to point that out. Um, the Tim and Eric movie. I watched Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie again, which I haven't seen for a while, and it's really fun, really funny, really random access humor type stuff. I followed that up with, I started watching stuff on the Troma Now streaming service, and they're some of the worst movies I think I've seen in my life. Like, there was one about, like, I, it was something to do with, like, Something Fucker was the name, and it was so bad, and it's like, it's like, half of these movies are just softcore shit, and it's like, you know who Troma is, right? Like, Toxic Event. So, there's a, there's a company that, that benefited in the 80s off of making really cheesy VHS movies, and now they just make really low-budget shit where all you get is titties and gore, and it's really poorly made, so they're all bad, so I watched a few, and they were not good. I watched Black Panther 2 finally. Yeah. Wasn't a big fan of it. You didn't watch all of it, though. I didn't. Okay, I'll acknowledge that. I did watch all of it, but I watched enough to garner an opinion on it. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, I watched, yeah. which was much better. And then Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, yeah. which was fun for what it was. It was fine. I watched, let's see, Ghost Track was a movie that was really bad. It's one of those, like, SRS movies. So some kids shot it on their phone, and it's, like, terribly made, but it's, you know, whatever. Uh, I put out my review for BlackBerry, but I saw that a while ago. 
um, Titanic. We saw Titanic in 3D, which that was a very interesting experience, theater experience. I fin I followed that up. I saw Cocaine Bear the next night uh, at a te- at a advanced critic screening. That was fun. Cocaine Bear is fun. Go check it out. Anyone who listens to us. And I finished. The last thing I watched was a movie called Trees Lounge, directed by Steve Buscemi, with Steve Buscemi, where it's essentially Red Rocket about this guy that loses his job and lives in an apartment over a bar, and he's an alcoholic, and he starts dating. He starts dating this girl, the 17-year-old girl in his town, and, like, he's, like, this fucking scumbag and shit. But it's a good movie, but it's, like, he, Steve Buscemi plays an asshole, like usual, a weird asshole. Um, to end it off, though, I want to talk about, at least my side of it, the Joe Bob stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first time that I think, that was the first time you've ever watched Joe Bob. I've been watching him since the last drive-in marathon in 2018, 2019, whenever that one was. And they showed two movies. They showed Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, <laughs> which is really cringe <laughs> and funny. And then, and then you left, and then I continued watching, and they played Necromantic, which I, I'll talk about that one first because I only saw it, and then we could get into Phantom of the Mall. But Necromantic's essentially a movie about a guy that works on cleanup crews for dead bodies when, like, crashes happen. And him, he he's really into, like banging dead bodies (laughs) so him and his girlfriend are like are like picking up these like clearly they look so fake they're like the fakest ass skulls and shit and then she dies so he essentially goes on a tirade trying to find love again he loses the love of his life who's willing to to fuck these skeletons with him and then the movie ends in a wild scene where he stabs himself and he finally gets that play. It's just a weird fucking movie. Uh, yeah. But what was cool was in the middle of the movies, in the cuts, they did the wedding. They did their the, yeah. the wedding, which was super <laughs> cool to watch, you know, and it was a good ending. And it, I think it reinvigorated a love that I have in terms of, like, these strange... Like, like horror movies, just in general, even the bad ones are mm. fun to watch. But no, and then you watch Fan of the Mall, though. So, Phantom of the Wall. What did you think of Phantom of the Wall? I want to know that. It was fun. <laughs> I was, I'm like, I appreciate bad horror. Yeah. Old bad horror. Like, we started with Sleepaway Camp, which I think mm-hmm. was a great way to start. Yeah. Just, the, just getting you into, like, because it would have been so stereotypical to be, like, Nightmare on Elm Street or, like, yeah. Friday the 13th. But I was like, we should start with a fun one so we could so you could see the range of, like, Especially horror in the 80s yeah. and the 90s. So I was like, okay, Sleepaway Camp's cool. <laughs> I hope we get another one. I have Choppy Mall on my list. I have Prom Night 2. I have a lot. So hopefully we spin and we get another one. All but right. like, um, so we did that. And then Phantom of the Mall, I think, is more unhinged in terms of... Sleepaway Camp's unhinged, but the mm-hmm. plot is so structured. Yeah. Phantom of the Mall is just... <laughs> like, Pauly Shore in most of the scenes will be like... Oh my gosh, come check out this. I'm going to put an eye in your ice cream. His character was so unnecessary, too. (laughs) He was just there to be comic relief. And then how quickly did you guess who how how quickly did you guess who was who killed him? And how did, did you get that right away? Because they don't make Pretty it. Pretty much. They, hide, they don't hide that shit yeah, at all. Yeah, it was kind of clear. 
But I, I feel like also with the fact that you had Joe Bob's tirades in the middle where he talks for like 10 minutes, you had time to really like figure out what's going on. Uh, no, that was funny. Um, you related a lot with, with fucking Darcy there when she was like, are you done already? It's like, can we get back to the movie? And he's like, no, I got one more point. I got one more point. I literally just thought this was her first time there. Because no, I was like, like she looks is, so uninterested. This is the whole, every time they do something... He'll go into a long spiel that you think is going to go nowhere. And then at the end, it surprisingly ties into the movie. And he goes for like 10 minutes. And it's it's fun to watch. But like, it's the community aspect I like about yeah. his show. Is that you watch this movie with other people. And it's like the everyone experiencing a movie. I think that that's more interesting than just watching someone talk about it. Because you could just listen to a commentary. But like, yeah. this is like a... You know, a fan talking about movies and, like, do, watching with other people. Um, I'm assuming you like Sleepaway Camp and Phantom of the Mall enough that you you are now on a bender. You're on, like, a coke <laughs> bender of really crazy 80s horror movies yeah. now. We still gotta watch. We still gotta watch the Scream movies because that's coming out yeah, in a couple I do weeks. Watch we got the rest. four more to watch. <coughs> we got yeah, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, and then Scream. Scream. They call Scream 5 Scream, and then they go Scream 6. Why didn't they just call what? it Scream 5? <laughs> I remember we were making a joke when the Scream 5 came out because it was 5, so we said, what if they just called it 5 Cream? Oh, God. 5 Cream. And then for Scream 6, everyone thought it was going to be Scream 2 because the, the new one was Scream, and they were just like, yeah. Scream 6. It's like, why didn't you just call the last one Scream 5? I don't know. Maybe because Halloween 2018 was called Halloween, and like... Some weird shit. What have you watched, though? What have you watched other than the stuff I brought up that we um, watched together? I don't think I've watched anything on my own that we have Oh, really? It's just Phantom of the Mall. Okay. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And Titanic. Interesting. I haven't been watching Phantom that because Mall. I'm caught up in school shit. I gotta read the lyrics to the Phantom of the Mall song. <laughs> Oh my god. You remember that? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, there, there's a song that plays during the end of... And the reason I'm reading it is because I can read it. Because I, um, I won't get in trouble for saying these, these words. Um, but there's... No, actually, I can't say that word. I thought it was. I thought they said faggot in it, but there's a different word. But this is this is okay. This is how eighties it is. There is an outro song in Fan of the Mall that was written for the movie that no one heard after because of how bad it was. Like we both acknowledge how bad it was. This is the this is the chorus of the song. Is there a Phantom in the mall? Folks are bound to ask. Is he the Phantom of the Mall or just an? R word in a broken hockey mask <laughs> and they kept saying it and I'm just like that's terrible I was like you can tell that the 80s were so unhinged that they just they didn't care and then now we think back we're like Jesus Christ that's bad <laughs> like, like oh it's just the vibe well we went from a movie where it was like trans oh you got a penis <laughs> to them saying the R word and 
wait till we get to the Sleepaway Camp sequels, because I think that, like, in the third one, it's about, like, lower-income kids at a camp, and so so one white girl calls a black dude the N-word at some point, so just wait, because these movies are so fucking unhinged. It's just like, they're like, oh, we'll we'll make whatever you want. They're like, we can do whatever. Yeah. Our second movie from this week is I am number seven. No, this you, that's you, the second. <laughs> you were explaining to me the way that the number okay. the number sequence went. Let's go. It's ridiculous. It makes me. no sense to people that haven't read the books, which I would totally understand. So we start with I am number four. That's the first book. The second book is The Power of Six. Doesn't really make sense. Third book is The Rise of Nine. Then we have The Fall of Five. And then The Revenge of Seven then the fate of ten, and then united as one. We end with the number one. Anyways. But, they're great. They're great books. And I'm like, I'm sad the movie didn't do well because I would have liked to see all of them made as movies, even if they were bad. Mm -hmm. But, like, I wish it continued because it did leave on a note that there could be more, which there is. In books, yeah. but not in movies. I don't want to talk shit about um, the. I don't want to talk shit about the books because I don't know about the books. Yeah. I'll talk shit about the movie though. Yeah. Uh, the movie is bad. Can I preface so though? The movie is like mostly accurate up until like halfway through, or like a like three quarters through. Like the ending is like totally wrong, and I hate it. But it's still fun to watch. Anyway. It's fucking... The movie... Okay. The best way to describe the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it... It's like Twilight. Except it's fucking ridiculous. No. No, it is. Because it's about it's about this guy, this outsider... Who's, I guess. Who falls in love with this normal girl in the small town. And then she <laughs> finds out the secret. And then they fall in love. And then, and then the weirdest shit, it ends with him leaving... The girl he likes in the town with the guy that tried to bane her so that he could go on an adventure and kill the aliens. Not like this guy's going to fuck his now girlfriend. Like that's not going to happen. Um, what I remember is just there was just little little things where I was like, that's strange. Like <laughs> the conspiracy theorists that then get the phantasm ball in their mouth. <laughs> Such a weird fucking scene. And and you were like, this is like the scary point of the movie. I'm like, it's not bad. Scary. It's just like uncomfortable it's to just, think about for me personally. Like, yeah, you know. it's just it's just a fucking bad. Like the one <laughs> the one saving grace that makes this movie better than Percy Jackson is that it actually kind of knows what it is for some of it. The problem I have is that it becomes a fucking teen movie. Oh yeah, it's a YA movie from. The yeah. early 2010s, so... We watch... It's funny because we watch the trailer after the movie. <laughs> and the way the trailer just doesn't sell the movie correctly it's is bad. fucking hilarious. Like, I don't know how that's... How are they just not... They just... They, they're so dishonest about what the movie is. And also, I'll bring this up because I thought this was funny. For some reason, we were going through... We were checking shit out... And Jeremy Johns' review from, like, back in the day when this movie came out, when Jeremy Johns didn't have a beard and he was a skinny, skinny dude. Um, he's still skinny, but he had, like, the fucking, without his beard, it's like... Um, he, he did a review, and the funniest shit is at the end of the review, he's like... 
Yeah, by the end, because he's essentially the way he describes it, which I think is really honest, which is the first half, you're not really fucking with it. You're like, this is weird. This doesn't work. I don't get it. And then the second half starts to build an interesting story that could build into other things in the future. And his last line was, well, I'm excited to see what the sequel brings us. Yeah. And that just died. That made me die because I'm like, like this I studio, could tell you what happened. This studio really thought they were going to get a sequel. <laughs> and the people watching the movie really thought they were going to get a sequel. Yeah. And in the movie Bond. Unfortunately. I'm interested. I'm going to look it up. You keep telling oh, us. You keep telling us facts about stuff. I want to go on Box All Office right. Mojo and see what it was against. Well, anyways, um, I personally made it my dream and why I became a filmmaker was because I wanted to make an accurate adaptation of these books because they mm. were like my favorite book series ever even on top of percy jackson at one point they're kind of equal now i get get it because it's like when they fucked up that bad bro like like you would want to fix that okay so the distributor believe it or not is walt disney studios motion pictures i didn't realize that it's a subsidiary of walt disney like their live action stuff the movie was made for 60 million Domestically, it made fifty-five million, <laughs> and international made ninety-four. So it was essentially okay. one forty-nine. It didn't make two point five times its budget, which is the requirement to be a success. Yeah. But it it didn't go it did below. Fine. Like it, 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 I've seen worse bombs. I you know we could talk compare that to the Babylon bomb that was like that movie <laughs> made like not that much. So like. It's interesting to me that, but I don't know, okay, I'm going to have to look up box office, because I genuinely, keep going, keep going, no, I just want to see what it was against, Um, but this movie's interesting, like, to me, it's an interesting concept that they bring up, but I think that it doesn't, it's not executed, I don't think it's executed well enough, oh my god, okay, domestic box office, for February 17th, 2011, the day that it opened. February, yeah, that makes sense. February 17th, <laughs> number one, uh, with a gross of, I can't see the the whole weekly total, but it was probably like 30, was just go with it. Oh. The, the movie of Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Number two, Nomeo and Juliet. Oh my god, that movie slaps. Number though. three, Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Number four, The King's Speech. Oof. Number five is The Eagle, which I don't know what that is. Oh, I think that's the movie with uh, Mel Gibson where he has the eagle puppet that talks. Oh my god. <laughs> Number six, No Strings Attached. Seven is The Roommate. I remember The Roommate. Eight is Sync. Sanctum. Number nine is True Grit, which this came out in December, so it was just riding off the Oscars nomination it got. You know, like the True Grit, Grit reboot with like Jeff Bridges and no. and Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> the Mechanic was at 10. Number 11 was The Right, which I remember that one too. The 12 was Green Hornet. 13 was Black Swan. 14 was The Fighter. Dilemma was 15. Blue Valentine was 16. Somehow it's not on here. Wouldn't it be like the week after Tron Legacy was 20. I was... Okay, that's a little weird. It came out... It says it came out... Okay, here we go. This is for all of February. Okay. Okay. Number one was Just Go With It. Number two was Nomeo and Juliet, which makes sense. Everyone saw that. Number three was Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. Four was Unknown. Five was The King's Speech. 
Six was I am number four. Okay. And it made thirty-eight million. I'll take it. Seven was the roommate. Eight was Big Mama, like father, like son. The Big Mama house, number three. Uh, nine was No Strings Attached, and ten was Sanctum. Which that actually makes a lot of sense because if you go down, Tron Legacy came out in December, so it was riding off the. A lot of these are December movies that they were just riding off of the success of like the Oscar push. Like, because you have like. And then you have stuff like somehow Yogi Bear that came out December 17th still made $5 million. I seeing that in theaters in my elementary too. school. In we went 3D. on a field trip. I, I, this has uh, nothing to do with it, but I want to check, I want to check a certain movie. Um, this has nothing to do with it, but it's also based on a person that we love on the podcast. Um, if you remember the clip, it's who wants a new Wii? Ah, do you know what I'm talking about? Furry I, Vengeance. Oh my God. Made $36 million worldwide on a $35 million budget. It, it's a rich, okay, so. It came out in 2010, and then in 2013 it had a re-release just in Portugal, and it made $63,000. That's interesting. I, I feel like it'd be funny if we broke down box offices on this podcast, because I think that actually, yeah. like, for older ones like this, that, like, I'm number four that were forgotten, it's interesting <laughs> to break that down. I think the best the best part of I'm number four is the fucking dog. <laughs> Bernie Kosar. I think that... He's such an icon. Like he is through like the rest of the series too. It's it's just Amazing. interesting to me that he got really stupid by the end when he became a big demon dog. No, or but that's but... the point. He's a chimera, so he can like change into different animals, and his point is to protect John. Also, is his name in the book Bernie Kozar? Yeah, that, that's what they named him in the movie. So that's just the joke in general, because I was. I was thinking yeah. that'd be like a reference. Like they would purposely. It's like how there were references in Percy Jackson to really modern things. I thought maybe that was just a reference to like Bernie Kozar was big at that time. But I guess if they named it in the Football book, that's player. kind of funny. Yeah, but I love it. It's what well, okay, and then also one of the things I gotta acknowledge is the British girl or the Australian girl. I don't get this because... She's interesting, but like, why do they not the just bring her in main more? cast, besides Diana Agron, all have accents, and they made yeah. them just have, like, an English accent or whatever. It's strange to... And then they were like, no, Teresa Palmer, you can be Australian if you want to. Like, I'm fine with her like, character. What? I think her character's interesting. I just feel like it's not... How do I say this? I, they don't they don't bring her in too much. Like she barely is there, and then and then you kind of guess what she is at the start. It's kind of easy to tell, and then they introduce her at the end, and they give her no development. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> that is actually accurate to the book because oh. she doesn't come in till that final battle in the book. Like she's not even like seen like she is in the movie. They like added scenes of her into the movie. Well, I guess the movie. But she only it then. pops yeah. up because it's like, like this book is centered around number four. Like she just comes in. They're like, oh my gosh, they're together now. They broke the spell. Yeah. They start fighting together, and then they're like, oh my gosh, we have to go find the others so we can win this war. So that's the whole point. But then the second book, it's part of it is set in her point of view, anyways. So it's like. Yeah. You keep meeting these characters throughout the series, and then eventually they all come together and, like, yeah. do the fight. It's great. This motherfucker gets a free camera. It gets so much better. 
This is also the most. It's, <laughs> it's the most Midwestern thing I've ever seen. Because they get, they get attacked uh, in normal day in Ohio. Ah, Paradise, no. Ohio. <laughs> it's it's just it's so Ohio because they they get attacked on a haunted hayride. It's so Ohio. It's yeah. just so it's <laughs> Ohio the anime energy. Ohio it's it's just so strange. Because I watched it and I'm like, this is like. Its energy is more, it's more just a movie about Ohio than it's about anything else, really, to me. It's just, like, it's so strange. And I can't even remember. There are specific things I laughed at in the movie, but I can't remember what those things oh, were. Oh, the, like, terrible wires. Yes, the wire work was bad. That's, like, my least favorite part of the movie is when he, like, jumps off the cliff and then, like, does a leap and you can literally tell that he's just like dangling yeah. from wires but anyway oh yeah you made me watch the gag reel after yeah and I, i'm gonna tell it. you I, i'm gonna make this clear on the on the I, i'm totally fine with having fun on a gag reel and messing around and stuff my the thing that makes that pisses me off about gag reels is when things are created just to be in the gag reel. You know what I mean? Like, people will do things and be goofy and stuff just so they can end up in there. I just... And then they put it the most generic music under it. And it's just, like, that's the stuff that pisses me off. I'm fine with, like, people messing up their lines or something elaborate of a joke. But, you know, people sticking out their tongues and shit, I don't think that that's entertaining to me. I just... But that's a problem I have with a lot of these movies and their gag reels, is that they're all just really bad. Like, you can tell that they're geared towards... Look how much fun we're having. So the kids are like, look, it looks like so much fun. And it's just like... So, like, I'm fine with fun gag reels. It's just, this one felt cringe to me. I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, mm, this is kinda... But you you played it because... You were like, play it because you know every word to the gag reel, I guess. I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. Oh my god. By that, I mean like 13. But you know, still a child. I'm number Anyways. four. Have we not covered anything? I guess it's got the Love Simon syndrome about it. Oh, God. Because you have you have the best friend who's like super snoopy. It's not it's not the fucking right word. He's not the Red Baron. Um, no, it's he's he's like you have the best friend who's like normal, and he finds out the secret. Like it's essentially Shazam. But if it was less entertaining, where like you have a, a someone with a super power being alien and then you have the best friend who's like oh my gosh you have superpower you know what i mean like it's it's like shazam but if it had a really like generic ass like made in 2011 ya script you know what i mean <laughs> i'm like i fully understand that i am also defending my love but it's in the books <laughs> But it's because, like, Sam, like, the best yeah. friend is, like, obsessed with aliens. And then he dad. finds out that his I best friend the is an alien. And then his dad was actually the one that was supposed to get them all together. And then his dad got captured by the Mogadorians. And then later they find him in captivity. And they're reunited. I get defending the Spoilers. books. Spoilers. I don't get defending the movie. No, the though. movie's bad though. <laughs> so, so, so to wrap that up, we talked about two bad movies this week on the podcast. I don't think we've ever talked two? about two bad movies back to back. My favorite um, YA books from the early 2010s that became really that bad were adaptions. really bad movies, but they're still fun to watch. I think, for me, <laughs> yeah, totally. 
I think I gave the same score for this one. I, I gave think, it a four because I was I, just like, I I think I four. gave it a one and a half, too, where I'm like, I think that one of them is quicker paced. One of them has more quality filmmaking, so it equals its, its, itself out, essentially. So they become equal on the same playing field because some strengths, some weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But That's valid. So I think what we learn from this podcast is is... Thank God we're not in 2010 era filmmaking where every person, every studio thought, oh, YA books are the future, and then that fad died out in like five that, years. That was such a good time, though. I can't lie. I, I, it's, it wasn't a bad time because we did get good stuff. I think that if you outweigh it, I think there's a lot of good stuff that came out of it, but there's also a lot of like bad stuff. So it's like it's a, it's like a scale situation. I just miss the general vibes of them. Yeah like heavy into my fandom phase also i have a, a book tumblr for this this book series and i was popular when i was 13 you want to you want to leak the title it's um free dash lorian <laughs> i don't really post anymore but sometimes i do and people are like where have you been uh what was it called a random spinner uh i think so uh what are we doing next week so people <laughs> forgot about it we're doing Pitch Perfect, because that's what you got, Yay. and we're doing Birds of Prey, which is cool, because I'm surprised we haven't talked about Birds of Prey in the podcast, because mm-hmm. it's a good movie. You've never seen it, though, have you? I need to go get my laundry soon, so we gotta be quick. So, here's the spinner. We gotta put everything down. Okay, this is mine. There's 37 okay. entries. 37 you entries. You only get, like, two or three, three spins. spins. Three, three spins. Three spins. Okay. You cheated last time. I did cheat last time. The first spin gives us... Oh, shit. Oh. Child's Play is the first one. Okay. So the first Chucky movie. Okay, so remember that, guys. Child's Play. Child's Play. Which would be actually fun. <laughs> okay. Fighting with My Family. Okay, uh, I do want to see that. Which I do have on Blu-ray over here, yeah. which I feel like that might be the choice. Because <laughs> um, I do want to watch that again. The last time I did, I got I, I got kind of stoned and I ordered like 12 Krispy dun- Kreme donuts. And I watched Fighting with My Family and yeah. it was fun. And then the third one's Back to the Future. Okay. I'll say Fighting With My Family. We'll watch Fighting With My Family because that is a really fun movie. Uh, We'll keep some of those other ones for later because I do, I I would like to talk about the the Chucky franchise at some point, but okay, let's go to yours. Let's look at what, oh, Jesus, I'm accidentally, okay, got pasted back in. Deleted. Um, Okay, I don't know how many you have on your list. 23. Okay. Okay. I'm sure I could add more. Probably. I'll find ones to add. Okay. Roma. Uh. <laughs> not, not really a vibe. Um, the world stands with Ukraine. Yes, it does. Okay. Tangled. Oh. Everyone says Florence Pugh looks like Rapunzel. That's true. She could play her. Yeah. Not Lady Bird. And Lady Bird. I'll do Tangle. Tangle? I love so Tangle. It's, so it's fighting with my family in Tangle. Let's so go. I guess it's a Florence Pugh episode. One character that looks like Florence yeah. Pugh and one that doesn't. Why not? Uh, one that is Florence Pugh. <laughs> okay. That's actually a good... 
Uh, that's actually, I like that. I'm happy. I, I'm fine. <laughs> this is, okay, so if anyone hasn't caught on yet, we, we, we originally were going to do, um, we, we did the two choices, because I thought it'd be interesting if we chose ones, and then we did the randomizer for these two. The future is, is we're just going to randomize all of our answers. Yeah. And then once in a while, once in a while, we'll do an episode where we get to choose a movie and we get to do like a super wild secret wild card pick choice just once in a while. But we're what we're going to try to do is is make it all random where we just let yeah. the thing choose and then we choose let what one we want to do. Fate decide. But Except we get three different tries <laughs> it's a good lineup though we've got birds of prey and pitch perfect which i'm interested <laughs> to watch those two again pitch perfect and then fighting with my family entangled that's I, fine I, i'm fine with that lineup because i think that there's a little bit for everyone there i'm getting my musicals in <laughs> it's true it's true I love but it. so hopefully oh i was gonna say hopefully next week we don't have two bad movies to talk about but i already know we don't Hey. Uh, no, no hate on. I think. I think. I was you chose nice them, to Suspiria. You chose them because they were. You chose them because they were connected to your childhood. Yeah, they are about the. But if I was gonna choose that. YAs, I probably would have chosen the second Twilight movie and Hunger Games one. I do want to talk about Hunger Games at some point. I'll add that to your list. Yeah, then. I want to rewatch all of them though. Is there anything? you want to say to end this off um, maybe about the excessive acid use nine of us were sent to earth <laughs> it's just like those kids really did fucking acid in that book the bro. events in this books are real names and places have been changed to protect the lawyer and six who remain in hiding <laughs> law and order special victims unit what are you something about? civilizations exist and seek to destroy you Blah, blah, blah. I forget the rest. But, like, come on. Let's be honest. You would try one of those acid lotus flowers if you could. Just once to see what it felt like. Yeah, probably. To get goat legs. <laughs> Why not?